Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. This week, you know, we always talk about our topics come from, you know, personal development we listen to. And one thing that I have been hearing, and Amy, I don't know if you have been, I feel like a lot of people are talking lately about finding your purpose. And I don't know if it's because so many people have woken up after the pandemic and been like, what am I doing with my life? But, you know, in Growth Day, which is Brendan Burchard's um, personal development platform that I'm a part of, he has so many different coaches. And this month's theme is, you know, finding your purpose. And it's been interesting to hear all the different coaches talk about their view on what purpose is, finding your purpose. And the woman that I was listening to this morning, Lisa Bilyeu, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, her and her husband founded uh, Quest Nutrition. I'm sure a lot of people know what Quest is. I eat Quest bars and I think of her every time I buy one. But, you know, before that, she was a housewife. And, you know, she talked about how, like, that was just what she was supposed to do. And she woke up one day and was like, oh, my God, I am bored to tears. Like, this is not my purpose. What am I doing with my life? And I feel like a lot of people are going through that right now. And Amy and I have both been down that road. And so we wanted to talk today about, you know, finding your purpose, what some misconceptions are, things that you can do to help yourself discover your purpose and to also give yourself grace, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we should get started with like us finding our purpose and where we lost our purpose. And I know you and I both had this happen to us during the course of our legal careers, For me, when we were prepping for this recording today, I told Laura that I had a friend of mine ask me about 10 years ago, while I was still in law school, what I wanted to do when I became a lawyer, when I was admitted to practice. And I knew that I had an interest in going into criminal law, into the prosecutorial field. And when I was graduating, though, the just a working hiring environment for prosecutors and for district attorneys was not that great. And um, I ended up staying on at the boutique firm that uh, both Laura and I were working at at the time as an associate. And I remember being asked this question of like, well, what do you want to do? And without skipping a beat, I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know why I even said this at the time, but I said, well, in 10 years, I want to have my own practice. I want to be able to hang my own shingle and like do it my own way. 
which I've always been very independent. I've always been a control freak. I don't like group projects. I'm like very much so like, I want to be in control of the work that I'm doing. And it's really crazy because hindsight is 2020 and seeing how this has played out to like be my reality. It's crazy. I put it out into the universe and the universe responded. But part of the reason that I realized that I really wanted to be my own boss and own my own business and my own firm was because some of my purpose in life was not just about being a lawyer, but it actually was about those other passions that really fuel me that I could find this like intersection with the law. Um, And one of those things is about leadership. I love the topic of leadership. I love the topic of serving others and figuring out how the best way is to lead within an organization. And over the course of the past 10 years, I've said, like, I would love to do corporate trainings like this. I would love to be strategy consultant on this. It just is something that really fuels my passion. And I also have a love for like numbers and all things administrative and financial, which Laura, if you're watching this, she's like rolling her eyes, like, that's great. You can do that. But there's so much admin work. And this morning I was dealing with uh, admin work and I was like, wow, I love this. And it really like got me out of a funk today too. But so there's like this intersection of all of these different passions of mine that have been fueling what I ultimately believe is like the big purpose umbrella that I'm operating under. And it's so funny because I am your polar opposite when it comes to that. I (laughs) was a corporate robot for like 18 years and was totally fine with it. And I love that you discovered this about your purpose and passion so early in your career. Um, Because for me, I graduated law school, worked for a big firm, was an associate, just trotting along on my path. My goal was to be a partner there, which ultimately I left because I figured out that that's not actually what I wanted. But my goal was to be a partner in a firm. I never in my wildest dreams, thought that I would have my own practice. Didn't no interest in running my own business whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was like a robot. I went to work, did my thing, was on my path to becoming a partner, became a partner, and then you know realized shortly thereafter that it was the completely wrong situation for me. And ultimately, I I felt I had no choice but to move on. But until then, I wasn't going to run my own business. Like it was just, it was never something that I quote unquote dreamed of. So it was never part of my purpose or my passion because I was guess basically forced into it, you know, after I was out and on my own. And that's actually when I woke up and said, what am I doing? What do I want to do? What do I want this to look like? And realized at that point, almost 20 years late into my career, that I could actually shape it to be what I wanted it to be. But I had to go through all those years of that experience and just moving along like a robot to wake up and figure out that I could actually do something different and be happy with it. And Laura and I are in a particular situation where like we kind of figured out what preliminarily our purpose is. And right now, we're going to talk about this later about misconceptions, but right now we feel very drawn to running our law practice, serving communities with our podcast and our social media content, and also being very active as volunteers in our bar association and always searching for new ways to pivot and grow our business and become better leaders within our organization. Like all of that combined together 
is what we're working towards right now. But that's not always the case for everybody. So I think it's important for us to also go through some really tangible tips if you're struggling with figuring out what your purpose is. There are some tips that we want to share. And I think the first place that we could start with is what makes you happy? That's tip number one. Evaluate like what makes you happy? What are you interested in? What do you want to be doing with your life? Um, And that's not to say that whatever your current employment situation is, you have to throw out the window and like start from scratch. But I'm going to use an example more. You could throw one in too. But an example would be somebody that has always wanted to write a book. And I always go to this because this is something that I feel like people think that they have to be like a writer that's like a recluse in like the woods in a cabin in order to be successful. And it's just so not true. But if you are a lawyer like Laura and I, and you want to write a book as well on a personal topic for yourself, you can find pockets of time to do that kind of thing. And you don't have to quit being a lawyer in order to be a writer. You could do it simultaneously. But if that's something that makes you happy to do, that could be part of a purpose that you need to explore, something that you could be interested in. Laura, what else What else do you think? So you're, it's such a good point. Your job doesn't necessarily have to be your passion. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can have a job that you like and be perfectly content there, but feel like like there's something missing. And maybe that something is writing a book or starting a podcast or Mm -hmm. something that you, and it's so funny because Lisa actually talked about that this morning on the session that I was listening to because, um, you know, somebody came to her, she's releasing a book. Oh, no way. Really? A publisher approached her I think she said a year ago or a year and a half ago and said, would she be interested in writing a book? And her and her husband are running this billion dollar company. Like they've got enough going on. Mm -hmm. And when her husband came to her and said, you know, they've presented us with this opportunity. They want you to write a book. And she was like, oh, whatever. And he was like, why are you being so nonchalant about it? And she knew that she like would be interested in it and it would kind of fulfill like part of her passion. But she was like, who's going to read a book that I write? Like, who wants to hear what I have to say? Which brings us to our next point, not being ready, not being confident. And she just shrugged it off. And her husband was the one that pushed her to be like, this is something you'd be really good at. Like, you should explore it. You should think about it. And she's like, oh, that, you know, we've got so much going on. I'm so busy. Right. Do we all fall into that trap? Like Always. You're on the hamster wheel, you're doing your thing. And finally, she decided to actually do it. And her book is coming out soon. But that was one example that she used, you know, because in the beginning, she didn't have the confidence and felt like she wasn't ready. But are we ever really ready? No, (laughs) no, we're never really ready. And what's so funny, too, is that hindsight, again, is everything. But when you start, to work on those areas of passion or those passion projects, right? Like writing the book on the side. I'm sure she felt super energized in the process and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm still running a billion dollar business. But at the same time, I'm also fulfilling a passion of mine. And perhaps this is my purpose is I need to run this business in order to create the content and the substance of this book that then can serve other people. It's like a beautiful transition. 
right? Or a beautiful journey to look at, but we're never really ready. Nobody's ever really ready. And it's like, that, we know that. It's <laughs> like when we started our podcast, mm-hmm. it was something that we always, this was a passion of ours. Was it not? Yeah. Like oh, totally. even when we were with our other firm, we were like one day we want to have a podcast so we could share like our experience. And we, obviously we don't get paid for this, you know, no. and your passion isn't necessarily something you're going to get money for. You're not going to be paid for it, but it's so fulfilling to us, right. To share our tips and our experiences with the hope that it'll help other women. And when we started, right. Amy was like, excuse me, what we're starting when (laughs) wait, wait, I'm sorry. What are we going to talk about? Who's going to listen to like literally what Lisa said, who's going to listen to me. Why are they going to care? But it didn't matter because honestly, the hour long that we take to prep record on any given week is so much fun for Laura and I, because like such a foundation of our relationship was born out of the coffee chats that we used to have where we would just BS and talk about all the things. And that's kind of like what we feel like we get to do on our podcast is talk about like things that we just wanted to share with more people, especially people like us. So I think that tip is really great. Like evaluating what is holding you back? Why are you not moving forward? And like, write it down, really like reevaluate. Are you afraid? Are you, do you think you're not ready? Cause you don't know enough information, by the way, that's never going to be a good excuse. You should just start with what you have. Um, so definitely tip number two would be to evaluate what is holding you back. And when I started my own practice, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a feeling that it was going to be fine because I knew 100% that I couldn't stay where I was. So I was just doing what I had to do and what I felt was right at the time, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I knew what not to do, <laughs> but <laughs> I learned a lot of what not to do, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I kind of took it, you know, day by day I started with what I had and I just went with it. But, you know, for something like that, I don't think I would have ever been quote unquote ready. I was kind of like thrown into the fire um, and just had to take it step by step and day by day. And obviously it's worked out fine. And Amy ended up joining me a year later and, you know, we're so happy with everything that's happening, but, you know, think about if that's one of the things that's actually holding you back is thinking about whether or not you're ready, you know, don't wait for that because it might not ever come. (laughs) Right. Right. I think this leads us to number three is if you think you're not ready, you might benefit from starting to think or list out what would make you more ready. What, what do you think is the next proximate step towards finding that fuel or that fire that makes you happy or that passion that you want to work towards? So for us, I remember Laura and I, it's so funny. We used to go to luncheons with mentors of ours, even when we were at our old firm. She and I would go get lunch with people that we wanted to be in their circle and be influenced by them. And they were gratuitously giving us incredible tips. So perhaps it's finding a mentor. Perhaps if you're looking to start a business or if you're a lawyer like us that's starting, that wants to, you know, hang your own shingle, reach out to us, reach out to other people that you see already doing the thing and ask for 30 minutes of their time and respect that time by coming with a list of questions or, you know, some serious interest that you have in, in going on this path and just talk to people, like just start following mentors that you think might be helpful 
or figure out, like if you're a writer and you just need to start getting ideas on paper, just pick out a piece of paper and start writing. You know, Mel Robbins, our favorite, she always says that if you start doing something within the first five minutes, you're probably going to gain the momentum that you need to keep Mm -hmm. going. So sometimes it's just the limiting beliefs or more times than not, it's the limiting beliefs that we set in our brains that we can't get started yet. You'd be surprised how much you can get started on if you just start. And speaking of limiting beliefs, I want to talk quick about some uh, big misconceptions that we feel are misconceptions about finding your purpose. And the first one is, is that so many people think they should already know what their purpose is. Mm. And they're frustrated by it, by not knowing. You don't have to know right now. You don't. Think, use the tips that we've given. Think about what makes you happy. Um, Evaluate, you know, why you're not doing the thing that makes you happy and how you can go about doing it, even if you're afraid. Give yourself some grace. Life is hard. We have a thousand things a day being thrown at us. Um, And, you know, you can wake up one day after years at the same job or doing the same thing. And look back and be like, what have I been doing all this time? It's almost Mm -hmm. like you're sleepwalking, but this happens. So you don't have to already know what your purpose is, right? Right. There are three people. I'm going to actually drop this in our show notes for this episode specifically. One person that I would highly recommend looking into is Brenda Burchard's book, The High Performance Habits. Even if you don't get through the whole book because it is dense for sure, Mm -hmm. the chapter on seeking clarity is so on point to what we're talking about here. Um, And the example that he gives in his book is about a woman that literally is going through life and going through the motions, which everybody hears about. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is those people that are just going through the motions. So that's one person that one resource. And then there are two other resources. Another one is Ken Coleman. He is a personality with the Dave, with Dave Ramsey's company, writes some incredible books about finding your purpose um, and finding your passion and finding how you can monetize that into your work. And then there is a podcast episode and I'm going to leave this in the show notes. I don't remember where it's from, but I believe it was with Elizabeth Gilbert talking about the difference between your passion and your career and your purpose, all those different areas. And I'm going to leave those in the show notes for you. There are plenty of resources to help you like really get a handle on this, but you might just not know. And heck, Laura and I went through a point where we were like, we're not supposed to be lawyers. Right. That's it. Because we didn't have clarity as to what we actually wanted this profession to look like. And I think that's the second misconception. You think that it will always look the same, that where we were just 18 months ago to two years ago is how it's always going to look. And it doesn't have to. And for us, it took a big leap of faith. For other people, it might not, but it won't always look the same. Especially if you're in the thick of raising kids, you know, things are going to change for you. Like when my kids were younger, I, my purpose was, I literally was in survival mode, but I was going to work. I was getting a paycheck so that I could take care of them. And my purpose at that point in time, wasn't so focused on my career. It was more, I mean, obviously I was doing my job and, and just, you know, whatever I had to do. But at that point in time, my purpose was taking care of three little kids. Now it's shifted a bit. Obviously, I have to still take care of my kids. They're only 12, 10, and 9. But 
I have more time and my circumstances have changed such that I have more of a focus on, you know, building our practice now and where am I going in the next phase of my career? But your purpose will be different at different points in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I'm in the thick of it, Katina. I know. It's so funny because I feel like I'm I'm like watching Laura in years ahead of me. And I at being a third child, you learn to absorb everything that your older siblings do and don't do. So I like pull and I watch how Laura handles herself. And trust me, she's taught me more about motherhood and this job than I could even ever spell out. But it's so true. Like the phase that I'm in right now. It is about energy management. It's yep. about time management. It is about making sure that I give myself a ton of grace, which is what we want to leave you with. But you have got to give yourself grace for the season that you're in. We live in a world that wants, you want the answer to what your purpose is today. You want to be working on it tomorrow. And then by you know Saturday, you want to be a billionaire because of it. That's so just, true. Oh my it God, just so isn't, true. It's not what real life looks like. And nope. it, social media makes you think that these people like all of a sudden they make it on TV and they get a million dollar bankroll. And it's like so crazy. Follow people that are real and are really doing it. And they will tell you how hard they work every single day and how fulfilling the journey is because they force themselves to enjoy the journey and bring the joy every single day. So give yourself grace though, that it's not going to happen at the speed that you think it's going to happen. It can happen, but it's not at the speed of light. Like it could take it years and years and develop over time and, and change over time. Um, you know, and we've, we've been through it, um, and are still going through it and are still on the journey. So we hope that these tips were helpful for you today. We thank you for spending time with us and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.